And I walked up to the nearest person, said hello, introduced myself, they introduced themselves back, and we had this awkward pause where I'm like, you seem familiar, have, I, have we met before? And after we exchanged a bit more of our information, it turns out that we had. We were literally exchanging messages on LinkedIn just two days before. And it was an, a weird embarrassing moment when I realized that we were talking for a few minutes before my brain caught up to speed that, oh, this person who's standing in front of me is the same person that I was interacting with online. So what does it mean to brand yourself and why the heck does it even matter? Is it just about finding ways to stand out or is there something deeper than all that surface level fluff? Join me as I peel back the layers to uncover the truth about what branding really is, how it affects the way we see the world and why people pay so much damn money for it. We're going to be diving deep and answering the tough questions around topics surrounding identity and authenticity in an online space, as well as how to creatively express yourself in a space that is oversaturated with content. I'm your host, Rachel Lee, and this is the Off-Band Podcast. Happy February, friends. It has been an exceptionally gloomy month here in Vancouver. I feel like I haven't seen sun in the longest time, and I am definitely wishing for some warmer weather and hoping, hoping, hoping for an earlier spring. I wanted to share a quick update about what I've been up to since I last chatted with you and share about something exciting that I discovered for the first time ever. So this past week, I actually started running again. I used to run quite a bit. I I considered myself a runner, like to the point where my identity was that I like to run when I have free time. But I feel like for the past few years, I've really been letting it slip. And I would have stints where I would really get back into it, usually when there's sunlight outside and when it's summertime and when it's warm. But I find that when it's gloomy outside and it's literally wet and gray outside all the time, I have a hard time showing up. So this week I ended up doing that. I literally hauled myself out of the house despite the fact that I got very wet toes and came back sopping wet after every single run. I really wanted to get things going again. So that's something that I'm just celebrating. It's not branding related, but I feel like with what we do here, talking about branding, especially personal branding, it's all about your evolution as a human being and just how you show and reflect that in an online space. So, I mean, technically you're listening to this online through the wonderful technologies we have and the internet. So I wanted to celebrate. I went on a run this week. That's part of my evolution. And I'm hoping to keep that steady for the next while. Now, let's dive into what I wanted to share about this week, which is the exciting thing I mentioned. It might not sound very exciting for people who are very used to this, but this was big for me because what happened is that I attended my first in-person networking event this week for the first time in three years. Literally since the pandemic, I have been doing all of my networking on Zoom, whether one-on-one for virtual coffees or in big Zoom rooms where I'm meeting a bunch of people for the first time. All of it had been done through Zoom from the comfort of my own home or in my studio, in my sweatpants, in a comfy top, and with all of the technology available so that if I don't catch someone's name or if I don't have their contact information, All I need to do is save the Zoom chat and I have all the links that I need to get in contact with people afterwards. 
I've gotten used to this. And I feel like a lot of people have too. But I had the opportunity to go to this networking event on Friday evening. And at first I was nervous because I thought, oh, geez, like it's so inefficient. Like I have to talk to these people. I have to manually ask for their information and search them up afterwards. And I have to physically haul my sorry ass out of the house in the rain and the gloom to meet people that I don't know if I'm going to get along with. You know, all of these objections and anxieties that kept popping up in my head. That being said, I ended up squishing all of those things and told myself, hey, you know what? Like, this is, it's about time (laughs) that you got back out there and met people in person. I know I sound like such a hermit when I say this, but it felt really big. And it's weird because I was so used to meeting people in person in my first year of business. This was a year before the pandemic started. And I was so used to walking into a room knowing nobody, dressed up with my business cards and just ready to make friends. And I was used to this, but then everything changed and I got used to networking in a different way. And when I say different, I mean, we are so used to meeting people online first and then meeting them in person second. Sometimes we never actually meet them in person, which is the weird thing. Like we're used to interacting with a person's social profile. Maybe you got connected through LinkedIn and you've been exchanging private messages. And then eventually at some point you had a Zoom, but you never one, see the person's legs. And two, you are always interacting with this online persona where the setting is very curated. Even if it's live in a Zoom call, you see the background that they want you to see. It's curated. Maybe there's a blur. Maybe you have no context in which where this person is coming from. And I think that even though it's not a bad thing, when you rely completely on these online profiles to get a gauge of who it is that you're talking to and what they're all about and if you can or can't trust them, it gets really tricky. Whereas in person, you can't hide the way that you come off, the way you talk, your body language. There's so much more that is apparent when you are there physically in front of them and it's as honest as honest can be. And that's what I was used to when I did networking the traditional way. Now it's this weird mind game that I noticed when I went to this networking event. I'm going to preface this by saying it was an amazing event. Everyone that I met there was an incredible, incredible human being. And I'm really excited to go back to my next in-person networking event. But when I went, I noticed that there was this weird disconnect because a lot of the people that I met at this in-person networking event, I had actually met them previously because we met through this online community where we gather in a big Zoom room and we go into breakout rooms to chat a little more in depth. But a lot of these people I had actually met at some point or another, whether if it was we were in the same Zoom room or maybe we connected online afterwards, we technically on paper knew each other. We were connected, we've had exchanges, but for whatever reason, the moment I walked into the room, I felt strange because I wasn't sure if I knew the people that were standing in front of me. And I had this moment where I walked in, there were a bunch of people in there already, and I walked up to the nearest person, said hello, introduced myself, they introduced themselves back, and we had this awkward pause where I'm like, 
you seem familiar. Have I have we met before? And after we exchanged a bit more of our information, it turns out that we had. We were literally exchanging messages on LinkedIn just two days before. And it was an, a weird, embarrassing moment when I realized that we were talking for a few minutes before my brain caught up to speed that, oh, this person who's standing in front of me is the same person that I was interacting with online. I'm not sure if you've ever had that experience before, but I ended up having this happen to me again and again and again throughout the event where I realized I actually know most of these people here, but somehow for whatever reason, I cannot recognize them in person. And it got to this point where I think we were all joking that we needed to create name tags that looked like our Zoom labels to make this in-person networking thing easier. But I wanted to dive into this idea that there is a gap that tends to happen between the way we present ourselves online and the way we present ourselves offline. And knowing we are doing our absolute best to not come off as somebody else. I know it's it's hard. Nobody taught us the art of communicating online. And that's where personal branding comes in because it's about the art of communicating exactly who you are, not just your credentials or all the fancy things you put on your LinkedIn profile. It's about communicating who you are as a person, showing people what your personality is like and giving them a taste of what it's like to interact with you in person. That, that's what the purpose of having these online profiles is about or a fancier term is having a curated online brand presence. So I wanted to dive into this idea of why does this gap even exist when we have all of these devices to communicate? Why is it so freaking hard to close this gap and appear the same way no matter if you're online or offline or whatever medium you're using to communicate? As I was thinking about this the other day, I was realizing that sometimes the reason is because the profile picture that the person chooses to use doesn't really match the way they look in person. It's kind of like that issue where you do a professional photo shoot once every 10 to 15 years and because you only have that one good picture, you decide to keep it. But you know, because we age and things change like your hairstyle, maybe your choice of makeup, maybe the clothes that you wear, whatever it is, because we change over time, there tends to be this gap between the the way that our profile picture looks, which is, you know, the nicest, most curated form of you as possible online versus the way that you are actually in person. So sometimes it's the profile picture. It literally doesn't match. And I'm not saying that you need to look exactly like your profile picture all the time, but I'm saying that the vibe you're putting off needs to be the same. Very much like how on our LinkedIn profiles or on a lot of social media profiles, we are doing some really weird contorted pose to look really cool, show off your butt, flash your biggest smile, put on your like nicest suit and seem as professional as possible. Whatever it is, you're trying to send across a message with the way that you style your profile picture. And sometimes the vibe that you're putting off in your social profile picture literally does not match what the experience is like in person. Oftentimes what I find is that with our pictures, we err on the side of looking cool and collected and polished, whereas in person, we are so <laughs> chill and it's very personable, it's close and it's intimate. And I find it interesting that this one thing, this one picture plays such a huge role in the experience you have when you meet someone in person for the first time. Another thing that I noticed is that sometimes people 
communicate in a very flat way through text. And I know that this is a very common problem, even if you're not in business. You know that issue when like your friend texts you and they say something and you totally misunderstood what they said. And it's just because you couldn't read their intonation. You couldn't see how fast they were talking. There was no emojis. There was no context. And you totally misread it. And maybe you got offended. Whereas they were just making a statement or a comment about something. That's something interesting that I realized as well when I was meeting people in person for the first time and I got to hear their voice. I got to get a feel for what their tone is like, how fast they talk, their cadence. I I got a feel for that. Whereas online when we were just shooting messages back and forth, it was totally flat. Some people type in perfect sentences. They type and then they end up everything in a period, which to me means that you're angry because I personally don't add periods at the end of anything. It's either an exclamation mark or an emoji because I like to add that flavor of personality into my text but some people don't everything is just completely flat and you don't get a reading on what they're actually like when they're talking so that's another thing that can cause a disconnect in the way that people communicate online versus offline and sometimes it's just the personality on their profiles or maybe even on their website actually doesn't match the way that they're at online. And I touched upon this briefly when I was talking about the profile picture because the tone that you have on your website, which tends to err on the side of, look at me, look how cool I am. I'm cool, calm, collected, professional, polished, whatever words you want to use. I am freaking put together. That's what the website says. Whereas when you meet people in person, a lot of those things that you put up online they kind of fall away and you don't have the ability to lean on that anymore. And sometimes you find that when you meet people online, you're like, you've been hiding behind your profiles. Your profiles are saying a very different story than what you are showing me as we are here in person. So I am bringing all of these things up because the last thing you want to do when you meet someone in person for the first time is to get them to have that, wait, what? kind of reaction. Instead, what you want is for them to look at you, say hi, give you a big hug, and be like, yo, what is up? I can't believe I'm meeting you in person for the first time. This is amazing. And to feel familiar right away. That is what it looks like when you bridge the gap the right way. So before we go down the rabbit hole and make this too long of an episode, I wanted to share some of the things that I've been reflecting for myself in how to close this gap between your online and your offline personas. I found that the best way to answer this question is by taking a look at some of the things that we use to communicate or express ourselves in person and then try to find an online equivalent. And the reason why I focus on the offline stuff first is because that is just who you are. Everything you put online is just a filtered and translated version of that. So we always wanna go back to the source, right? And the source is just, how are you on a normal, regular, everyday basis? How do you show up? So there are a few things, I'm gonna list them out. There's actually four, I'm sure that there's more, but these were the biggest things that I came up with as I was sitting and reflecting on this. So the first thing is we use our fashion, our clothing choice to indicate how we want people to receive us. Is it that you wear casual clothes? Are you semi-formal? Do you put on a lot of makeup? Do you style yourself a certain way? What's the vibe that your wardrobe is putting off in the choices that you make when you put on clothes the first thing in the morning? So that's one thing. The second thing is, is tone of voice. 
ironically, you're listening to my voice on this podcast. And at least what I'm trying to communicate through my tone of voice is I am chill. I am fun. We're just having a conversation. And there's a lot of emotion that you can hear in my voice. And I guess the third thing that is sort of related to tone of voice is your pace of speaking. There are some people who speak really slowly and not that it's a bad thing. It's just that is their cadence of speaking. Whereas for me, I tend to err on the side of speaking really quickly like a chipmunk, especially when I get excited, which is often. Even this in itself plays a huge, huge role in the experience that someone has when they meet you because somebody who has a slower pace of just interacting with people might feel a little off-put or pressured when they meet somebody like me where I tend to go really quickly just because I'm very easily excited. So that's another thing to keep in mind. And the last thing and the biggest thing is your body language. Your body language says a lot about you and we are completely unable to use this amazing tool to communicate in the online space because guess what? We don't have bodies. <laughs> we are just our profile picture and a bunch of words on a page. That is literally it. So when it comes to your body language, like do you lean in? Do you fidget like I do? Like I always have to hold something in my hand when I am doing things in person. And the people who meet me in person for a coffee would attest to this. I'm always fidgeting with my cup or I'm like fiddling with my jacket zipper. I, I just need to keep my hands busy. And it's probably because I have a certain level of anxiety at meeting people in person as an introvert. I need to super prepare myself for these interactions. So what is your body saying when you are there in person? So these are a few of the things that we use to communicate offline that we don't have the equivalent for online. So what we actually need to do is to try to find a translation of that so that the signals we're sending off online mimic the experience of what it's going to be like in person. I hope you're following along. This is a bit abstract. I know they don't teach us to communicate this way um, in school, but this is actually really important. This is the new way of communicating online. And the better that you are at doing this, the easier it is going to be for you to network and make connections and just build trust faster. So I wanted to end with a few examples of what this looks like because I know it sounds really ambiguous when I say this is how you are offline and just translate that online. So I'll just use myself as an example just because it's easier and I'll start off with the very first thing that I mentioned where in person in terms of fashion the things that I tend to wear are <laughs> black. I mostly wear black clothes with a few pops of color here and there but if you look at my wardrobe seriously most of it is very monochromatic. It's white and black and maybe a little bit of blue or a little bit of red or a little bit of pink. And in the online translation of that, it's reflected in my color palette. Most of my photos are black and white. You would very rarely see me post a colored picture unless it's in my stories. In my stories, it says real and raw as it gets. But on my social profiles in my website, everything, all of my visuals are actually black and white. And if you're not really, you've, you've never seen that before, I encourage you to take a look and see, um, and do like a temperature check to see if it's actually an accurate reflection of how I'm coming off in this podcast here. So everything I wear is black and white. All my images are black and white and it's reflected in my color palette. Whereas I do have a very flavorful personality. I am bubbly. I think that's how some people describe me. High energy and just like kind of in your face, but not really 
really in your face. So that's why I chose pink as my main color. That's an example of how fashion and clothing choice and color choice can be reflected in your online presence. Another thing is, is that my style overall is super casual. It's sort of borderline street. Like I am into stuff like skateboarding and graffiti. Like I am into that sort of stuff. I'm an art kid for crying out loud. So I am super casual and that's also reflected in my brand's visual style. I use elements such as paint swashes and I've got these cute little mascots that I put on all of my posts and that is a reflection of my overall style and vibe. Another thing when I was talking about tone of voice or pace of speaking earlier is that I tend to speak quite fast. I'm very easily excited. I could I could come off as a chipmunk. I think bubbly was just the word that people used to describe me. And the, the idea is, is that I can get quite animated. So I actually ended up finding a workaround to communicate this better over text where I have a policy literally for myself where I always end all of my sentences with either an exclamation mark or an emoji. And unless I am really dead serious or I am downright upset at you, I never end my sentences in a period. I usually err on the side of typing a lot more. I tend to type essays to people, but it's because it's as accurate of a reflection as I can give off online as what the experience would be like offline. So these are just a few examples, but I hope you're getting a better idea of what it is that I'm talking about. So I'll repeat those four things back to you so you can write them down and maybe just use this as a really cool reflection exercise for yourself to see how you can be closing the gap between your online and offline personas. So the first thing is fashion. Take a look at your wardrobe. Take a look at what you wear and gauge what are the colors that you have in your wardrobe. What's the general style or tone? Or if someone was meeting you for the first time, what's the impression that you're trying to give? Are you trying to come off as cool? Are you trying to come off as friendly or professional? What does your wardrobe say about you? And how can you find a way to translate that into your online presence with the color choices that you have, with the style of photos, maybe it's a filter that you have, or are there like some graphical choices that you can make in your website or your social posts that help reflect the way you dress in person? The second and third thing, I'm just gonna clump them together because both of them have something to do with the way you communicate. So the first of the two clumped things is your tone of voice. What is your tone that you are speaking with? Is it casual? Is it serious? Is it slow and calm? Is it kind of fast paced and chipmunky like mine? What is your tone that you are using to speak with people? And what is your pace of speaking? That's the second out of the two clumped things. So your tone of voice and your pace of speaking both of those things combined should give you an indication of how you should be communicating using the written medium. And newsflash, nobody ever really talks completely professionally. You have intonation, you have personality. And when you communicate strictly professionally using periods and full sentences, and I mean, I know that there's like a time and place for that, but from a trust building perspective, if you want people to get a feel for what you're like, communicating purely in this way all the time, unless you're literally just monotone all the time, it might cause a few alarm bells when you're chatting with this person. 
in person. Okay, and then the last thing is body language. This might be the hardest thing to imitate when you're translating this into an online space. For example, when I'm talking to someone, I tend to lean in. I do fidget a little bit. Um, I try not to make it very apparent, but I tend to lean in. My posture is that I'm a little animated and I want to get to know you. Whereas some people are distant. They lean back, they're very static and they keep to themselves. So ask yourself, what's the body language that you use when you're communicating with someone? And how do you reflect that online? And that's more of just an energy thing where for me, the leaning in is exhibited when I'm interacting with people online. I'm always, pretty much always the first person to initiate. I meet somebody at a networking event, I write down all their names, and immediately after, I send everybody in the chat, even if it's like 50 people, I will note down every single human and I would reach out and I'd be like, hi, hello, we were on the same call, you dropped your information in the chat and I just wanted to reach out and say hello and get connected with you so that we can get to know each other and see how we could be supporting each other. For those of people that we have met online, you could probably attest I have done this to you before too. And that's an example of me translating my in-person body language of leaning in, but exhibited in an online way where I'm leaning in by taking initiative to reach out to people. Whereas some people are just more passive and they just wait for people to reach out to them. And that's if you tend to hang back a little bit more, you're a bit more cautious and careful and you want to wait for people to approach you before you decide what you do with them. So. That's just another example for you to be thinking about, but I wanted to leave these things with you to chew on throughout this upcoming week to see if there's a way you can be narrowing that gap between how you are online and offline. And I want to emphasize here that this is definitely an art. <laughs> there is no right answer and it will probably require a bunch of experimentation and it could feel intimidating at first when you realize like, oh crap, I've been presenting myself completely wrong. No wonder people are running away from me and it's taking so long to build trust. It's because there is a very apparent gap. Don't sweat it. Just try these exercises, see how it feels. And if something feels off, try something different and tweak it over and over again until you get to a space where it's comfortable. And honestly, the best way that you can ever get the right feedback that you're looking for if you're going in the right direction is when you meet someone in person for the first time, of course, after you've had a conversation and have time to warm up and get to know each other, ask them very honestly, maybe just even before you say goodbye, you could be like, hey, just out of curiosity, I know we've talked for a little bit online before meeting in person. I just wanted to get your honest opinion on if the way that I'm coming off right now is the exactly what you expected from the way we were interacting online. I know it takes a little bit of courage to do this, but if you wanted like instant feedback on how you're doing, that is a good way to go about it. So anyhow, I will leave all of that with you this week. I know this episode was a bit longer than it usually is, but I really wanted to dive in and share exactly what it was that I discovered that I thought was incredible and see if that's something that would be of value to you as you continue to figure out how you want to be presenting yourself in the online space. As always, if you have any aha moments, I would love to hear it. Just send me a message on Instagram at Rachel T Y Lee, and or sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already at the bottom of my homepage on my website. Both of those links will be in the show notes. And until the next episode, stay awesome. 
thank you so much for joining me for this episode. If you got something out of this and want to hear more, you can subscribe to my newsletter at rachelltylee.com to be the first to know when I drop a new episode. I release weekly tips on branding, share funny stories from my own journey of growth and personal branding, as well as sharing announcements for my latest blog and podcast episodes. Hope to see you in your inbox. And until then, see you on the next one.